Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. So super excited about today's episode, obviously for a number of reasons. Number one, whenever I get to reconnect and interview an old friend that is doing really big things in their space, I'm, I'm you know automatically just really stoked about that. But number two, the person that I have for you guys today is someone that I truly feel is reinventing the real estate profession and the real estate game. And it's not talking about someone starting a new company, but it's the, the big thing that, that my guest today really focuses on is, is team building. And doing it as a team, and and you know most of my listeners, I know you guys are in network marketing, you're in direct sales, you're you're in coaching, and you can't do it by yourself. And and this is something that is so important when you're growing any business. So without further ado, Maria Quattrone, welcome to today's episode. Scott, thank you so much for having me today. I am super excited to be here. So. Before we dive into obviously everything that you're doing now, I, I always love my my guests to kind of start off with maybe the moment or a moment where their entrepreneurial spark was lit, where they realized that I I have to honor this calling. I need to follow this path that obviously was carved and led you to where you are today. So what was that moment for you in your journey? Mm. Wow. Well, I started as an entrepreneur when I was about eight years old, selling magazines and um, cards and wrapping paper door to door. And from there, I was lemonade and popcorn. And then it was the entrepreneurism of uh, selling drinks in a bar. I'm making tips because that is a, being an entrepreneur, right? You're, you're hustling for your money. You got to be faster, quicker, smarter. And then getting into the radio advertising business right after college. And that was a commission-based uh, business. So there was a little bit of entrepreneur, but I was still a W-2 um, earner at my company. And even though they said that the sky was the limit, there was a glass ceiling. And so after 11 years of that, actually, I was about uh, seven, eight years in, I said, I have to figure out how to do something else. Um, not necessarily do something else, but be in a different business. And so I came up with this great idea. So I thought, it's called the Bubble Tea Hut. And the Bubble Tea Hut was to open in Ocean City, New Jersey on the boardwalk. And it was the summer of, gosh, 
2003 and I had the lease. I was taking a home equity line of credit out of my condo and I had like everything ready. The marketing plan, the logo, all of it done, Bubble Tea Hut. And something told me it wasn't the right time not to do it. And I, I don't know what it was. I think it was instinct, probably. And so I didn't sign the lease and I continued working at the radio station. But here's what happened. God was watching me because that summer, starting in April, it rained from every single weekend from April 1st until July 4th weekend. I, I mean, I remember clearly because I couldn't believe it was raining again. And I said, my God, I would have been bankrupt in that time period because I had enough pretty much to get through like the end of July. So I never would have made it. And I, so then I went on QVC and I was selling some like Philo dough appetizers, like crazy stuff. And I was like, forget this. I'm not selling appetizers, frozen appetizers on QVC. That wasn't for me. And my friend said, what about real estate? And I, you know, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. So I did some investigating and I asked a lot of questions and this was in the um, fall of 2003. And by 2004, uh, the end of fall, that summer, I mean, I'm sorry, that winter, I had signed up for the class, took the class in January, was licensed by March, had my first closing in April, and worked until February 2005, both in radio and in real estate. And then at that point, I resigned from my position and I never looked back, February 5th, 2005. So a lot of different things, but you, you can see that when you develop the, the skills of sales, going back to when you were a little girl, knocking door, door to door is the hardest version of sales. But as, as a cute little girl, you know, you'll probably close a lot of sales because, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some stuff off you. But, you know, the lemonade and, and even the, the entrepreneurial instincts that you had of uh, pulling out of a, a business deal, knowing that it, 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 something just wasn't right. But I think the, the repetitions that you got in sales and even a commission-based business where, you know, yeah, you know, they tell you there's no glass ceiling, but there is, but there's a, a skill that you develop when you're in sales. And that skill is, is creating human connection between you and the other person. You know, people buy emotionally and when they buy emotionally and, and you're closing a lot of sales, just like you said, within your first month of getting your real estate license, you sold your first home. It was, it was probably due to the, the amount of hours and work and years of really connecting with someone and, and building trust with them, building rapport, building relationship where they're like, you know what, I am comfortable with Maria helping me find my future home. And I mean, I'm just going to be honest, I'm not surprised you're as successful as you are because, you know, everyone sees the 
the the glory, but they don't know the story behind it. You know, this is this started when you were eight years old. You know, just like for me, you know, you know a lot of my story. I started when I was eighteen. I've been going at this for twenty three years. You know, you talk about years and hours of repetition. So, before we jump into the real estate, I, I want you to kind of go back in time when you were that eight year old little girl knocking door to door. I, I, it's safe to assume there really was no fear or hesitation. You just had no problem just walking up, knocking on the door. You know, here's what I'm doing. Do you want some? What were some of the best lessons that you learned from that experience as such as, as such a young girl that you were then able to bring into everything that you've been doing now in real estate since 2005? Well, I had to be organized and you have to tell the truth and you have to deliver what the people expect to be delivered. So make sure I either got the Christmas cards, Christmas wrapping paper, the Hanukkah cards, the Hanukkah wrapping paper, right. And making sure, because they gave me the money, I took a dollar from every $4 or $3, however much it was at the time, and having to go back to them with the right product. So delivering what I promised. Also, I wasn't afraid. I don't recall being afraid. I wasn't afraid because I didn't have mon any money. And I wanted money to buy family Christmas presents at the church bazaar. And so that's what I did. And I made $128 that, that little season. So I knocked on a lot of doors. I did the same thing with Christmas caroling. I said, oh, I said, got my friends and my sister's brothers said, we're going Christmas caroling. They're either going to give us cookies, hot chocolate, or a tip. And so it's so, a win-win. It's a win-win for me. Cookies, hot chocolate, or a tip. I'll take any of the three that you want to give, you want to give us. That was when you could actually eat other people's Christmas cookies, right? So developing the relationships is something that for me, I think it's, one of my strongest suits. I said, when I didn't know something, I would just come out with enthusiasm and a smile. And people want, they're attracted to that. It's magnetic. When you see somebody that comes into a room and they light up the room, they're smiling. And even if they don't, look, I didn't know a lot of times in the beginning, 100% what I was doing, but I was smart enough to ask questions and to find the answer. I didn't have it and smart and, and smart enough to tell them the truth that I didn't know. Even today, if I don't know something, it's the same thing. I don't have all the answers. That's why I have a team. In fact, I will, somebody asks me something. I'll say, you have to ask Joan. You have to ask Lisa. You have to ask Darren. That's why they're there. If I knew more than them, then what's the point? So much to unpack there because I want to go back to something that you first said that the, the reason why you did the door-to-door the -door sales, sales, selling the cards and the wrapping paper, there was a deep why. And, and your why was to make enough money to be able to afford Christmas presents for my family. Right. So, but that's with any business. If you don't have a deep and meaningful why, 
you're not going to be driven. You're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be inspired. But when there's a why attached to the actions that you're taking every day, you show up differently. But I think the other thing that you really touched on was asking questions. And this is something that we talked about in a previous conversation. You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So if you don't know something, it's not faking it till you make it. It's asking people that have the answers because then you know, and then you can go take action on those answers. But the other important thing that you said is that you don't have to know everything. That's why we build teams. That's why we have people that are skilled at some things and that are unskilled at others. And if they're unskilled in this, let's go find someone that's skilled in that. So you don't have to have eight arms doing eight different things. You have eight people doing those eight specific things that they are really, really good at. So before we go into the, the, the team aspect, because team is everything in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, it looks different. It could be sales, it could be coaching, it could be network marketing, real estate. In everything that you've done, and obviously all of the ups and downs that you had to go through with obviously the market crash in 2008 and you know another you know and you continue to progress throughout why do most people fail in entrepreneurship they quit they give up never never ever give up on your dream find a way if somebody else did it before you, you can do it too. The only reason that people give up is because they didn't, they didn't, they let the failure stop them. So the only way to succeed in any business, whether it's real estate, network marketing, you know, mortgages, any business, is to fail your way forward and to get up as quick as you can. And that is the difference. We all fail is that the highest producers, top producers, people operating at a high level, fail quicker, fail faster, and get the heck up quicker. So yep, I fell on my face, I'm up in five seconds. I'm not, now listen, is that every single time? No, that would be a lie. Has there been times where, you look, I took a day, or maybe mentally had to take a week because of other things happening? Yes, but you got to get back on track and you got to keep pushing forward and know that there's a will, there's a way. I've had to reinvent myself several times in real estate, multiple times in one career for a variety of reasons. And I'm still doing that and I'm still adding layers. It doesn't stop. Do you think you've arrived? You're mistaken. Because we never arrive, it's the journey that we're on. And the journey changes and the roads change and you get to decide which way you wanna go. I think that's a, a big thing to recognize because you hear all the time that if you feel there's a, a peak to that mountain, you're gonna be really disappointed when you get to the top. I've and been there. And I, I think every, every entrepreneur has been there. You thought you were at the top, but you know, something really smacks you back down to reality and you realize that 
you know, life is a journey. You're, you're always climbing the ladders of success every single day and it just keeps on going. And that's the thing, you know, when you keep moving forward and, and just like you said, yeah, failure is something that I seek, you know, failure leads to lessons learned, which opens up the doors to learn how to succeed. The faster you fail, the faster you succeed. And it's such an easy concept to, to speak on, but people are still so afraid to fail. They're so afraid to fail because how, what will other people think knowing that I failed? doesn't matter what they think. It's not, it's not their life. It's your life. You look at some of the greatest, I, I mean, look at Steve Jobs, right? Look at Steve Jobs. You know, he got fired by the board of directors from the company that he started. fired from the company that he started. So what does he do? He reinvented himself. He didn't wait. He got back up. He tried to start his own computer company. That failed. Then he worked for Pixar, which a lot of people may not know. He actually saved Pixar. Yep. Joined them in 1994. He was behind the deal that, that Pixar made with Disney right when the first Toy Story came out. Then he got back in touch with Bill Gates and Microsoft and realized that the technology that he had developed for the computer company that he had that failed years before could benefit what Bill was doing. And Bill said, you know what, you, you, Apple's been, been, been going down. You need to go back to them with this technology. And wouldn't you know what happened? He got back in the door. Did he stop? No. He kept going. You know, and, and you know, people know my story about everything that I've had to, to, to go through. And, you know, when even with you pulling out of, of signing a lease where you're taking a home equity line of credit out, you know, on your condo and, you know, it, you have to risk to reap the reward. But, you know, when one door closes, another one opens up. And most people, yeah, they, they end up quitting too soon before success even happens. And just so you guys know, success looks different to each person. You know, for me, it, it's not the size of the house that I live in or the cars that I have or any of that. It's the life that I get to design and how I get to live it. How I wake up every day, how I go to bed every day. It, it's, it's all of those things. So my big question, Maria, is this. At what point in your real estate journey did you realize that you required a team around you to really take the business that you were building to the next level? So when I entered the business February 5th, 2005, full-time, by May of, that, of 2005, I had an assistant. And by the summer, I had an agent working with me. So I realized very quickly in, that it, it had to be a team. And in fact, I had said, when I walked into the business, I said, this is the stupidest industry I've ever seen in my life. 
How can one person facilitate a real estate transaction by themselves? There's seven jobs in one real estate transaction on our side, not including mortgage title inspection, seven different positions. So I believe that the brokerages lie to people. They tell them you can do it. Yeah, call your family and friends. You can't build a business on that. You can't build a business doing it all yourself. It's just like network marketing. I mean, it's impossible. It's a lie. And I see it in, in many companies, almost everybody, nobody's transparent about really what it takes. But I'm going to tell the truth and tell people really what it takes. So what, does it, why, what, what does it take? So it, like, takes, it, take, it takes a team. You need a team of people. Look, can I do all the marketing stuff that, that Jenna's doing for me with the Google, the YouTube, the podcast, Instagram? No, I, I make it rain. My job at this company is to make it rain. I'm the rainmaker. I have somebody else who handles contract to close. Somebody could ask me, a seller of art, about a contract to close question. I said, you have to go to Joni. I don't, even if I have the answer, by answering them, I undermine her and her abilities. Inside sales, every opportunity, we can call people leads. An opportunity for our company comes in. It's handled by, in this case, at this point, Lisa, who takes, she's like the nurse at the doctor's office. You don't call the doctor's office and expect the doctor to answer the phone. You don't call my company and expect me to answer the phone. Somebody, Lisa, is taking all the intake so that we can properly diagnose that case, meaning the house or the property, what we need to do. We have a whole back office system processes that happen behind the scenes to make all this stuff happen. Then there's listing management and there's marketing branding, and there's operations, and there's sales people going out and showing property. These, all of this, that's how we work. And I hate the, I love that you hate it. Teamwork makes the dream work. True. Because I tell them all the time, I would not be in this business without a team. And I was one of the first people in 2006, um, end of 2005 really, but let's say 2006, to start a team. There was maybe one or two others. And I remember people saying, who does she think she is? I didn't care. You know? They didn't like it. They didn't like me. Whatever. It's what I needed to do for myself. And, you know, I think... And you mentioned something earlier, Scott. People don't want to fail. They don't understand it. But really, it's just that they think that if they're vulnerable, that people will make fun of them. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And I use this example. You go to a conference and somebody's on stage. And they're, they're, they're telling their story. I don't know very many people that would poo-poo that person on stage. Even if they didn't really like what they said or whatever, people in general that sit in the arena, in the audience, are, wow, they told their story. 
That's so great. They, they, they're, they're happy for them. They think, wow, they could do what I wonder if I can. So what people think are, you know, it's almost like what we think we know to be true really isn't. It's not, it's not what we think. So when we do put ourselves out there, look, you might have a couple people that are crazy and they're going to say whatever, but people see vulnerability and vulnerability is what connects you to people. It's a connection that happens. It's the exact opposite of what people think it is. I tell people all the time that vulnerability is one of the greatest strengths that we all possess, but yet we don't use it. And, you know, just like you said, you know, network marketing, just like real estate, there's a lot of fallacies. There's a lot of facades, right? You know, they make success look so easy. Oh, you know, you, they don't, they don't talk about, you know, the, the benefits to having a, a team and it's okay to, to have certain people doing certain things. I mean, I have, I have nine people on my team now helping me. I can't, just like you said, like, I can't do everything myself. I can't be 18 places at once. I, I need to, you know, my buddy Chris Harder says, you find those thoroughbreds and, and what they're really good at and you let them run. You let those thorough, thoroughbreds run. You find someone that's good at Instagram, let that thoroughbred run. Someone that's good at nurturing your, your contacts with emails, you let them run. Someone that's good at nurturing your, your groups on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever, you let them run. And it's the same thing in network marketing and real estate. You got you to build a team of thoroughbreds. It, it, you, you don't need a ton of people. The, the quality people are what allow you to reach the quantity of people. That's the key. Quality always leads to quantity. Yep. Not the other way. You can, I mean, if you have a bad team, if, you got, if, if it's a quantity, you're never going to move forward because if you don't have those thoroughbreds running with you, whether you're building you know, a real estate team or you're building a network marketing business or a coaching practice, if you don't have those thoroughbreds, you're never going to leave the starting line. And I think it's so, it's so underestimated. It, it's, it's not talked about enough. And again, when, when you step into entrepreneurship, no matter what the business model that you're choosing to, to go with, you can build it any way you want. An army of two is an army of two is twice as strong as an army of one. How the hell do you expect to make money in any entrepreneurial endeavor by yourself? If anyone was to read the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, it it's, gives you the exact formula of how to make money. Instead of living in a world of competition and comparison, live in a world of creation and collaboration. If you're creating and collaborating every single day, doors of opportunity will always open up for you. So, so Maria, let me ask you this. What's, what's your simple message to the entrepreneur that's listening to this that, number one, is thinking about giving up, but number two, just doesn't have the right leadership in the profession that they're in? What's your message to that person? Well, number one, if you give up, you're done. It's over. 
And you don't know because we can't see where the road turns or where the light at the end of the tunnel is. And you could be so close and not yet know it. So never ever giving up. If it's your passion, if it's your dream, find the right mentor. Reach up. I say to people all the time, manage up. Reach up. Somebody will lend a hand. Don't be afraid to make that call to that person who could be your mentor, somebody that's already done it. People are willing to help more than you know. I never get people calling me saying, can you help me? If they did, I would actually help them. I don't even get people call. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. People think, well, probably, you know, I'm too busy or I'm this or I'm that. I would ask for help. And if you don't have it where you are and you're that company that you're with is not aligned to your core values, get the hell out. Our core value is to be the solution. And if we're not bringing solutions every day in my company, then we're not a good fit. And we're going to come with a solution for you. And so what, whoever, whichever company you're with in any organization, it's making sure you're aligned and you're not just there to be a number. And I, one of the books that I read that changed my life, it's a very simple book, The E-Myth, Michael Gerber. He's got many editions of it. But when I read that, I'll never forget it. It was 2006, no, seven, sorry. I was on a plane. I read the book. I read it coming back off the plane too. I think I was going to... Uh, Vegas or something for a real estate conference. And I went, oh my God. And I already had somewhat of a team, but I needed more. And I knew. I knew that it wasn't going to work without it. But that's a really basic business book that really paints the picture for people in a very um, simple way and a quick read and a book that you should read over and over again. Actually, I read it just last year again. I'm about rereading my own, the books I've read because you learn something when you're, I'm a different person I was 10 years ago when I originally, 13 years ago when I read it. Right. I've read it probably six times in the last 15 years. I do the same thing with Go For No and The Science of Getting Rich. I, I always go back to them because as you progress, uh, the book progresses with you. So it's always good to go back and, and reread those books that really shifted you. And, and yeah, I mean, the only way to fail is to quit. And as long as you follow those principles, 
And if you're, and, and that's the, the, some, the thing that you said that's so key. If you're truly passionate about what you're doing in entrepreneurship, you'll do whatever it takes to get to where you want to be. And, and if you're truly not passionate about it, you don't have to do it. I talked to so many entrepreneurs, Maria, where, you know, I asked them, I said, are you fully committed to doing everything that is required to get to your level of success? And sometimes they say, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, if you aren't sure, then that's a no. Like I, everything that I've done, Maria, in my career, everything, I, I've known 100%, this is what I love doing. I have never, I've had professions, I've never had a job. Never had a job. Here's how I make decisions. If it ain't hell yes, then it's fuck no. (laughs) Because if I'm not sure, it's a no. And if I'm not 150% want this, whether it's a person or whatever, if it's not a hundred, I really hundred. I have to have. I have to have that. What do I gotta do? If it's not that, it's not the right decision. Start thinking about decisions like that, and it will change your life. And that's even people who you spend time with. Completely agree. You know, your circle is everything. So, Maria, before I get to my final question, if people want to find out more about you and your team and everything that you guys. Uh, are doing to be the solution? How can people connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook at Maria Quattrone and or Be The Solution. You can find us there on Facebook. Instagram, uh, sold by uh, MQ is our Instagram handle. And our office, they can reach us at 215-607-3535. They can email me at uh, maria at callmq.com. And uh, we're also on LinkedIn under my name, Maria Quattrone. And YouTube, we're on there as well under Maria Quattrone. So. And all that information, obviously, is going to be in the show notes for you guys to be able to connect with Maria. So final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? What does it mean? <laughs> so somebody asked me recently why I want to build what I'm building. And I said, because I want to see if I can do it. It's a challenge. I believe that God put us here on earth to be the best version of ourselves. And that, that means you better get up every day and be, get better and be better. Be a better wife, a better daughter, a better human, a better boss. Work on you know, personal development is like the number one thing if anybody says, what should I do to change my business? Work on yourself. So no, that's what that. success looks like to me. I Never love that. ending. No, I mean, that's the thing. Um, you know, everyone has goals and, and that's a great thing. Why? Because I want to see if I can do it. Because you got to reach for the stars. You're, you're going to hit goals along the way. You may not hit that star that you're reaching for, but you're going you're gonna to do some amazing things along the way. And it, and it proves you can do it. I go back to the Roger Bannister story. He was the first person to ever break the four minute mile. Everyone said it was impossible. And he set out, he did it. And then 13 other people did it two years after that. So don't say anything is impossible. If you're saying it's impossible, it is. No one's saying that but you. So Maria, thank you so much for being here today. This was such a, 
uh, an eye-opening episode. I know a lot of people are going to really, they're going to take a deep look in the mirror, you know, hearing your story, but everything that you're doing, you know, building the organization and the team that you are. And I'm just truly grateful that we were able to reconnect and, and just thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you, Scott. I'm honored and very happy to uh, be here. Awesome. And as always, guys, definitely take advantage of the resources that Maria left and where to connect with her and follow her. And uh, as always, if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you happen to be listening from. So please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.